0: When you really start to build out those individual groups, you want to make sure that the right story and the right data and the right information is going between groups. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, so this is our hashtag one team episode. Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss what they're learning at the moment and how it applies to you. Here
1: we go. Welcome to the Flip My Podcast. Another episode, another day. And today we're talking about something that we have not talked about. Revenue operations. I think most companies think about this as a very much a critical component how do they predict how the company is going to do, where it's going to go, and how fast they're going to grow. In many ways, I feel like I haven't seen a really good revenue operations team put together. And I'm super curious because today with Brad Smith here on the podcast, we're going to just unpack what does revenue operations mean? What are the key metrics that we should think about when you're hiring a revenue operations person? Because I think we got one of the best here. <laughs> and then two, is like, what does a day-to-day look like for a revenue operation? So Brad, with that, welcome to the show. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you nailed it. It's interesting looking at revenue operations as a
0: whole because it's kind of a new wave right now. Yeah. Being out at Dreamforce last year, there was a whole segment on this where you're seeing this sort of evolve from other operations groups. Historically, you look through companies and everybody has that dedicated stream. You've got sales ops on one side, marketing operations on the other, finance operations and customer success operations. I think what you're seeing now as we start to look at all the different technologies we use, it, it makes sense for a lot of companies to have one overall revenue operations group that looks at everything from A to Z. The minute we have any sort of information from a customer come in that we're ready to go for it, obviously, typically that sits on the marketing side as we start to come through the funnel. But then obviously, how's that data and how's all that information and financial information transfer to the sales group? Right. We take that to the finish line. How does that transfer to the customer success? We take that even further down the finish line. How do we go with finance and make sure that we're setting that person up from a renewal standpoint of how we're selling our product? And so watching the data, one, flow through all the systems that we use, but also making sure that that stays relevant and stays easy for our customer. So we always yeah. talk about customer journey, right? Like, how do we make sure this is an easy, seamless transition for them? You think about it in that regard, that just changed hands four or five, six different groups. Right was it pleasant for them. And so a lot of my role is one, making sure that yes, all of our systems does take a technical aspect of it. All of our systems are talking to each other correctly and we're transferring data correctly. We're collecting data correctly that we can look at it from a reporting and analysis standpoint, but also the other piece of it is the, a little what we call a little more subjective and mm. it's, it is the analytics piece, right? Yeah. We, we make sure that our tools work the right way, but then how do we, what do we get out of all right. that? Right? Right. So I think it makes sense, you know, again, going back to last year and, and having a big, topic of this you know, at Dreamforce they presented on, it does
1: make sense that you see a lot of companies grow in this regard. So tell me this, like somebody who's listening right now, let's say they're in a startup company mode. Maybe they're in a growth state. Maybe they're an enterprise. We have all kinds of people who are listening to the podcast. Yeah. When is the right time in your mind for companies to invest in having a revenue operations person? And I ask that with a lot of like prejudice on on it, right? Because in some ways it might feel like, you know, if you're a 10 people company, you know, maybe, yeah, I I wonder if you really need it. And when you're at a certain size, it feels like you can't really live without it at some point. Is there any trend as as you're seeing this come up? Are there size of the company or the scale of the company or the type of company? Are there anything that you're seeing that, well, you know what? If you're so-and-so, this is... For you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of it does go with the trajectory and the growth of
0: the company. Like you said, especially in the startup world, which we're obviously very familiar with yeah. being around it for so long. You typically start off in a room about this size and it's a couple of you and you're, you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And Everybody knows everything. Everybody <laughs> knows everything. Everybody's well connected. Yes. I think as you grow that and you start to put dedicated segments in place in your company, so you stop being in a room of four people and you right. grow that room to 40. And inside that 40 group, there's three groups. You have marketing, mm-hmm. you have sales, and you might have just back office operations. Mm-hmm. As you start to do those segments, not to say communication gets lost, but a lot of those teams, you have leaders of them and, and those yeah. folks meet. But a lot of times they take all that leadership, you know, back to their respective group and not to say that you lose communication, but to a certain degree, people start to stay in silos. Right. And so I think that is from what I've seen and having the conversations that I've had with other folks in my role. When's the right time? When you really start to build out those individual groups, you want to make sure that the right story and the right data and the right information is going between groups. Yeah. I think. That's where it really comes into from the technology standpoint, because while we might start segmenting into three, four or five different major groups in a company, we're also using the same tools. Right. You know, I've got a little bit of Salesforce background in me from doing the, the Salesforce consulting piece and, and having a couple of certifications in that. And I look at that as obviously the glue that holds a lot of the company together, right? Because not only is marketing using that, sales using that, we have customer success, obviously managing all of our business inside of it, finance using it for billing. So you can see that if everybody's using one thing like that, I think that's important to point out for any company. Like if you have that glue like that. Yeah it also makes sense that you have some way owning it and managing
1: it in that same regard. I love the fact that you said communication because I think a lot of times that's really the challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was in a meeting a couple of days ago where, and we have a very good one team, right? Like we're sales and marketing, like Uh, I don't know how, you know, if you're experienced, but I, I feel like we have one of the best one team when it comes to sales and marketing working together. But I also still saw like, oh, wait a minute, there were some different thoughts between what sales and marketing together was saying versus what the finance and operations side of the house were looking at. And they were looking at different numbers. And it drives me crazy. At the same time, I can relate to it because to your point, like before we started to record, you said, you know, Ben made a comment to you about, hey, look, we have been in the kitchen and we can slice the pizza in so many different ways. and, And there's only so many different ways we can do it. You can go crazy yeah. on how you want to look at the data. So, how do you, as a revenue operations leader, could you distill it down in terms of what are the top metrics you look for mm-hmm. um, and, or the projects that you work on and how you how you figure that part out? And the second part is really, what do you set? Like, which organization do you really closely align with? Mm-hmm. because it almost feels like, your role is being an arbitrator in the whole process or being more of a consultant in the whole process. And if you are tied to somebody closely, it might, it just may not be the best thing. I don't know. So I want to understand where do you really sit in the organization? And then how do you look at in terms of the initiatives and projects that that you figure out to work on? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think you'll see mostly, and, and this is true in our organization as well, that you have most revenue operations leaders usually evolve from sales operations. Right. And it makes sense, right? That is typically your biggest revenue generating stream, net new sales. Yeah. But on that same line, who do you support? It goes in front of that and behind that. So I think that's where we're starting to see how these groups get, they evolve and they get built over time and you see them supporting a little bit more of marketing. Yeah. And sometimes there's been plenty of examples of talking with other folks in my role that it actually does report into marketing. Hmm. Um, It depends, obviously a lot depends on the product that you're selling, your go-to-market strategy. I've seen it sit under the customer success side. Wow. So you have like yeah. even beyond oh, yeah. marketing and sales, customer success. Absolutely. And sometimes it supports the product that you're selling, right? Like if right. you have a very easy sales cycle, maybe, uh, perhaps a low, low price barrier, yeah. very easy sell. That's not too bad. Your yeah. focus might not need to totally stay on that side of the house because your product selling, you have a great product, right? We have a great product. It sells great. Yeah. You also want to shift and focus on how do you retain those folks? Mm. How do you make sure that you know, we're listening to our customers the right way, we're collecting data the right way, whether it be from a customer success tool, surveys, just from you know, market exposure and market feedback. So I've seen revenue operations sit on the customer success wow. side of the house. I've also seen it have a big impact on overall operation. Right. I think as the role grows and as you know, the thought of revenue operations rolling into a CFO or rolling into a CFO or you know, right now obviously I roll into a CRO for yeah. for Todd. But I can see it moving on to the finance side because yeah. it truly is the the eyes and ears on the ground of understanding what's generating revenue yeah. or what's impacting revenue. That's probably a better way of saying it. If there's a facet of uh, a company that, that if there's anything that's touching revenue, right you need to have your eyes on it and yeah. just be aware of it. Now you can't own all of it, obviously, because that's a lot to own, especially in a company, even our size, bigger, smaller. Yeah, You have to you know, delegate and be able to have the other folks you know, in the field helping you with stuff. But you know, essentially you have to always keep the eye on the prize of if this is going to impact our revenue
1: in any yeah. way, up, yeah. down, left, or right, you'd be aware of it. So do you focus more, how does your project evolve? Because we talked about it before we started to record, like, you know, your projects are wherever the company priority is a yep. lot of times, right? And as someone who is almost supposed to be, instead of being reactive, if you want to be more proactive around it, because that's part of your role is to show yep. trends and saying, hey guys, red flag, you know, we're, we're, we're going to hit a pothole over here, right? So your job in some ways is to be the person who's supposed to show what the impact it's going to be created, but also... Guys, this is this trend of either retention or revenue or demos or whatever it is. It's not in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Is like how do you how do you categorize your role in in those scenarios? Yeah, I think like we said earlier,
0: a lot of my priority list comes from the overall like goals and objectives of the company and changes pretty changes almost every day. <laughs> it can change every day, but. But honestly, like the focus areas change, you know, week over week yeah. or quarter over quarter, depending on what we're truly focusing on for that quarter. You know, like right now we have a high emphasis on our customer success and making right. sure that we get that part of the business being a well-oiled machine. So I yeah. put a lot of time and effort on that side. Like I said, two weeks before that, yeah. I was working with our SDRs to make sure that we had our conversion rates and all the right metrics in place to see how we can track that success. Right. Well, before that, we're working on rolling out new, you know, marketing tools. So right. I always kind of boil it down. Mm. I, I try to do like percentages, right? 50 percent of the focus in any operating role is going to be making sure the lights stay on Mm. that you can't stop the wheel from spinning so you're always inherently going to have this responsibility to make sure our systems are working correctly making sure that they're all integrated correctly and they're talking back and forth and if that something like that stops or if we have an
1: error inside that typically that's going to prioritize everything else so so let let me pause it for a second as part of your revenue operations role it's not just playing with numbers it's also playing with tech and figuring out things are working absolutely yeah, um, that's a new thing. I, I didn't realize revenue operations actually was responsible or at least considered themselves to be responsible for that. That is a really big undertaking. You're also talking about, like we, we talk about in the marketing world, there's a rise of marketing technologists mm-hmm. whose job is to make sure everything, because marketers now have like what, 15, 20 different tools that oh, they're yeah. playing with. But you're saying that as a revenue operations person, you need to look at not just the numbers coming from marketing, sales, customer success, and all the different places and working with operations as well. But also look at the technology. Yeah, that's a lot to focus on yeah. for a team of one. It is a, a team of one. And it's, it's interesting. We're actually talking about
0: that next week. I'm gonna be out yeah. at our Bright Funnel office, and yeah. we're holding a, an event there talking about that specific thing. How do you manage of revenue operations or sales operations group of one? So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, easy plug for that. But. It is interesting because how do you how do you focus on that and how do you prioritize that? Yep. But from a tech stack perspective, at first, you, you kind of raise an eyebrow. You're like, wait, you actually manage the majority of the tech stack and all the tools that we use. Absolutely. Because yeah. if I've got a tool and most of us, obviously, when you think about the, the back end, like database side of it, it's all mostly sitting in Salesforce. Yeah. Everything is going to be integrating with there. And that's where our true source of data lies. Right. So when I look at what tools from the marketing side. Absolutely, I need to know if if we're bringing in you know new information from any one of our marketing partners, What is how is that changing the data and the format of that either account record or opportunity yeah. record or contact record? And then, oh man, let me take another step back because if I change that one field on the account level that marketing's using, how does that affect the sales group? Yeah, Because I'm sure they have a lot like, of interdependencies there. Oh man, they're referencing that same field in all of their reports. And then, oh, let me take another step back. I'm sure customer success is using that same field that same criteria to make sure that all their lists populate correctly. So at first, when you think about it, it's like, does it make sense that RevOps owns and manages a lot of tech stack? Yeah. You're like, it probably doesn't fall fully, you know, knee-jerk reaction that it should. When you start thinking about how the data gets processed through it. And, you know, we talk about this in a lot of circles that I'm in with other RevOps leaders. You look at making one change on Mm. the front end of a process. Yeah. How far downstream does that affect? Yeah. Do I need to let finance know, hey, I'm changing one value of a pick list. Yeah. I I probably need to let them know. And so I kind of attribute that back and it goes back into the prioritization standpoint. How do you get that message out? And Mm -hmm. how do you let everyone know that, hey, this is the scope of what I'm working on. This may or may not affect your group, but I'd rather over communicate than under. And so, you know, Todd does a good job of this as well as Peter from the one team perspective. Yeah, you know, we have our leadership meetings on Monday afternoon and, and we go down a list of the big initiatives uh, that we're going through. How is it going to change this process? What all groups is it going to affect? And then we have that,
1: you know, from a leader's perspective, we all take that back to our individual teams. That is, in fact, that's awesome, Matt. All right. So to recap, there's a lot of really interesting things because I did not recognize the breadth of revenue operations. And hopefully as people are thinking and listening to it, this may be a wake-up call, is that one, when do you find the right time to to get a revenue operations persons, but I didn't realize that revenue operations included so much more. So this is great. Yeah. So I'm just going to quickly recap a few things that I noted down. Number one, it is the new way. I mm. think a lot of people at Dreamforce, as, as you said last year, this was one of the big topics talked about. So people are going to see more and more revenue operations roles. So if you don't have somebody focused on pure revenue, and that just doesn't mean, in, in, in Brad's words, it doesn't just mean sales revenue. It means revenue, period. That could mean upsell, Upserves, as we like to call it, cross-sell, all those opportunities that anything that drives revenue comes under the revenue operation. So that was really, really interesting. It is the new thing that's happening, new role that's emerging. And, and the second part is in terms of reporting structure. Well, this person can report to the CRO in our case, which is, which makes sense because Todd is responsible for revenue at the end of the day and he has sales and customer success reporting into him. So it makes perfect sense. Yep. But it can also report to the CFO. And and this person is really trying to kind of collect all this data, information and report on what, Brad, you made. And that this is one of the biggest takeaway is the big idea for everybody to think about when they think about this role. Well, this role can not only look at the reporting of all these numbers, but also can look at the technology side of house, because you are so into data. You have to get data from all different pieces. And you, clear, you, you have to be blind not to see the connections or issues and trying to make sure that we get things connected. So, and that was, that was brilliant. So before we end, I wanted to start this. I want to do this moving forward to ask the first questions. I'm going to ask you the last one right now, but I'll start next time with this question. Yeah. Tell a fun fact about yourself. Fun fact about myself. Let's see. So...
0: Inside of work, always been in the operations type world. Outside of work, my wife will probably laugh at me as I say this, but one thing that that we do is uh, we're really active in dog rescues. Specifically, we have three of our own and they're all senior citizen pugs. Wow. So we've got... Two blind ones, one deaf one, yeah. one of them's diabetic. So he gets insulin shots, every day. So we, uh, you know, we, we've got a, a big heart for for dog rescues. So Man, that's awesome. Well, I'm it's- not, yeah, well, I'm not doing rev up stuff. I'm <laughs> typically
1: taking care of dogs. <laughs> so. that, is, that is awesome. I think yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to start asking that question at the beginning to, to get to know. And so people know that, look, at the end of the day, this is all... Really important work we do, but if you're nothing if you're not people. And there's so much more to to life than just work. So Absolutely. Brad, thanks for everything you do, man. Yeah. One team, and you're doing a hell of a job getting us together on this whole idea. Appreciate it, man. One team uh, for sure. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review.